0: First impression and I can't lie Catch with flying colors every test Fuck they imply Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. What what they be talking about, not knowing what I'm about. Sunset, set the moon, what you ain't trying to find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine, forever Since when we begin, it feel like you're in.
1: I love you. Me too. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Now, before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Today's cocktail is a Kettle One Sea Breeze. Now, today's ingredients are 1.5 ounces of Kettle One, 2.5 ounces of cranberry juice, 1 ounce of freshly squeezed pink grapefruit juice, and a lime wedge for garnish. Now we're going to take a cube glass and we're going to put it into the freezer and chill it for about five minutes. We're going to take a shaker and fill it with ice and add the cranberry juice, the grapefruit juice, and the vodka. Shake for about 30 seconds. Take our glass out the freezer, fill it with ice, and we're going to strain our drink into our glass and then we're going to garnish with our lime wedge. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day. A Kettle One Sea Breeze. Enjoy. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome to episode 12 of season three. Well, guys, I did not go to visitation on Monday. Um, it felt very weird to not be on the road it felt very weird to not see him but i must admit this man had me so irritated and frustrated last week guys where i just i was just exhausted i was so exhausted um i did not want a repeat of last week's visit I didn't want to do that to us. And I felt like it was going to be weird energy. It was going to be tension because we had not really been getting along at all last week. Like, um, I just felt it. And I was so mentally exhausted from just everything that I even told my best friend, like, even if I could have gone or wanted to go, or needed to go, or was paid to go. I had nothing in me. I was so exhausted. I woke up like at 10 something and I knew at that point I was super tired because normally I'm up at eight o'clock with no problem. And I'm in my car on the road by nine, nine 30. So I just needed, I just needed a break. I needed to sit out and he actually knew it. I had some things that I had to do. I had to get my car service and stuff like that. Um, I had an appointment for Monday, so he knew that, but at the same time, he also, he could feel that, that energy, the same energy that I was feeling like I, we, it just, I just felt like it wasn't going to be good. If I went this past Monday, I needed a break. We needed a break. Um, and I'm glad that I did that. First of all, I needed the rest. I needed the rest. I am constantly on the go. And now that I have incorporated visiting him on Mondays, it has just made, you know, just, just made it more on my plate where I'm exhausted a lot of the times because I'm doing so much stuff, but, um, we are doing a little bit better. We are just trying to work through our dif- differences. It was a crazy week last week. It was a crazy week last week. I was not happy about the visit that he had um, with one of his daughter's mother. I was not happy with a argument that we got into that had nothing to do with that particular situation. Guys, it got to the point where I blocked him from emailing me. That's how serious it got. He made me so mad. I was like, I can't talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. Like, he just pissed me off. Like, and I have said so many times, this man can do no wrong in my eyes. Like, he's such a genuine spirit. His heart is really good that you know he really means no harm. But that mouth gets very reckless um and I think because of him being incarcerated he gets in these these he spirals he spirals a lot of times and unfortunately it's always the spouse that ends up getting Um, the backlash from that energy and sometimes it's just way too much. I am just thankful that I am a strong enough person who knows how to stand up for myself, say what needs to be said because I will not be talked to any kind of way. I will not be disrespected. I can get just as reckless as possible but um, the love that I have for him, honestly, I have never talked to this man in a disrespectful way ever like there's probably not a guy that I have been with or have have dated that can actually say that because if you make me mad I'm gonna say what I need to say and it a lot of times is very very lethal but I actually have a lot of respect for him I adore him I really do love him so I do handle him with care but baby let me tell you when he pushes that button I have to go there sometimes. And I'm just glad that we are able to come out of that space because it's not a good space to be in. Having a relationship with someone incarcerated is not easy. It's not easy at all. They deal with so much up and down stuff. It's like a for real roller coaster. And you want to ride. You are on a ride with them some days um they get depressed, some days they get angry, some days they're sad, some days they're confused. It's just a lot of up and down, round and round, back and forth. It's a complete roller coaster. So you have to be really, really strong to deal with these type of relationships because they will take you there. I mean, for every bump, every turn, every quick left, quick right, like you're, you're, you're on this with them and it's not easy all the time. And I promise you, um, I I can step outside of myself and and just look at each individual situation after it happens. And that's why I'm so empathetic and sensitive towards his situation because I understand where it comes from. I understand where 99% of his emotions and his mental space and all these things where it comes from. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, The other thing is that trying to accept the things that you cannot change is another major issue. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the serenity prayer. I learned it a long time ago. It's something that I recite every day when I wake up. When I meditate, I recite this serenity prayer because you have to learn how to be okay with the things that you can't control and the things that you cannot. You have to accept that. It is very hard for people that are incarcerated when they have children And family on the outside. You want to save the world. You want to fix everything. And you can't. And this is one of the major obstacles and things that he struggles with. Is trying to accept that he can't do anything. He can't do anything physically. And he can't do anything emotionally and mentally in some situations. I try to tell him all the time. When it comes to his children, he might not be able to be there physically, but he has daughters. They need him emotionally and they need him mentally. There are so many ways that he can shift, you know, that parenting from where he is. He can't do anything physically, you know, and that bothers him. It bothers him with his parents. It bothers him with his family, his sisters, his brothers, with me. And a lot of times, that's where this aggression and these emotions come from. Um, they're he's pissed off a lot of times. He's upset a lot of times, you know. And and the and another big obstacle that he deals with a lot, a, a lot of the time, like most inmates. Um, it's just what happens when I come home, you know, having to figure out what will your life be like. Once you walk out those doors and try your best not to come back, he worries about that. You know, we talk about what our future looks like when he comes home. You know, there's going to be a lot of adversity. There's going to be a lot of challenges because he's going to be a convicted felon. You know, there's a lot of things when you're in these relationships that you really have to take on as, as a spouse, as a girlfriend, as a fiance, as a wife. Um, When it comes down to these relationships, because you're going to be the primary person for a minute when they first come home. Um, For me, I am trying to do everything that I can to create a lane to make sure that when he comes home, you know that everything on my end is taken care of everything when it comes to as less stress and worry as possible on his end. I'm not trying to be a sugar mama. I'm not saying, you know, I'm gonna take care of him because he's a man 100%. That is not anything that he's looking for nor asking for. But I want to make sure that I can take things off his plate that he doesn't have to worry about so much because things are going to be very different when they first come home you know you got supervised release um I don't you know some people are on it for a long time you got to think about restitution there are a lot of things that come with these relationships and we have to be very very strong mentally physically Um, emotionally to be able to deal with these type of relationships while they're inside and while they're outside. So we have been talking a lot about what the future of our relationship looks like. Um, One of our biggest conversations lately has been, how do we move forward? You know, when we have these disagreements or when we are going through these type of things, like what do we do? Like when when he comes home, how would these things affect us? He's a way, you know, we can just not talk to each other, you know, for a couple of hours or whatever, or, you know, express each other via email. The conversations don't last that long over the phone, 15 minutes. So it's not like you can really go there, go there as, as somebody being in your face. Or what happens when you're so upset? Do you come home? Do you not come home? Like these are really things that we really, really talk about because he's so used to doing things how he wants to do them when he wants to do them and hasn't had hasn't had to have any accountability or responsibility in a real relationship where you can't do that when you're in a real relationship. You can't just decide you don't want to come home because you don't want to be bad and bothered or you're mad or, you know, so we really start talking about what our relationship will look like in the flesh. You know, when he comes home on Mondays when I go visit him, normally we're so pleasant. We don't really talk about anything major because I strongly feel like ever since I have been going to these visits, the visits have made us closer. It's made us stronger. Um, we really haven't had any bad energy or bad patches at all until recently. So you know it it's it's communication, it's communication. I'm a communicator. And he is adapting and learning how to communicate more. As I told you before, he is so quick to just brush it away, sweep it up under the table, you know, 15, 20 minutes, an hour, 24 hours. He'd be like, I'm done with that. You know, let's move on. And that's not really how you really, really successfully communicate um, and solve problems and try to find ways to to fix things or, or come up with different ideas you know so he's getting better at communicating because I am not gonna lie to you guys it's almost like I'm communicating with like a teenager and I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way I'm not saying it to be funny and I'm not saying it to lowball him at all I'm saying it because he's really never had to be accountable for his actions except for going to prison when you do what you want to do how you want to do it when you want to do it with who you want to do it with there's no repercussions you don't have to have any accountability you don't even have to be responsible for other people's feelings and emotions and 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 how you have made you know people feel and things like that with me it's different you know he has the biggest issue with me doing the mirror effect or pulling you on you as i like to say he hates it. He hates it. He hates putting himself in other people's shoes, but that is the only way sometimes to get people to understand how they've made you feel or try to prove a point. Um, Not like proving a point in a negative way, but just trying to explain how things may seem or feel to other people he hates it but sometimes he has to really sit in it because it's real you know the only way you can understand how you've made someone feel is to actually put yourself in those shoes so he's really learning about empathy and how to be more empathetic and and with the communication and things like that like i can honestly say we're growing he's grown a lot but we still have so much more to learn about each other so much more growing to do and the past month has really showed me that i thought i had it all figured out i thought i really knew him um as the surface goes but as time goes on the more time that we are together the more things come up and like i said sometimes it's drama And sometimes it's things that have to be addressed and talked about. And a lot of things that me and him talk about, he's never had to have these conversations with another woman before. So you guys can only imagine sometimes what I go through when I'm trying to express structure, express communication, express vulnerability, express responsibility um, just grown people shit, you know, it's so hard sometimes because he has done what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it with whom he wanted to do it with and everybody accepted it. I am different. And I love the fact that it hasn't pushed him away. I love the fact that he's loving it. And, and, and honestly, He's growing from it. You know, he's really growing from it. And sometimes that growth becomes scary for him as well. Sometimes that growth makes him spaz out and flip out on me because he's changing. And, you know, having a conversation with my best friend, it's like, you know, sometimes change is good, but change is hard. And unfortunately, sometimes I catch the back end of a lot of things I got tough skin, you know, I don't mind, but I'm not going to be a punching bag. And I have to tell him that all the time. Like, I'm here, I'm going to ride this out with you. I'm going to go through whatever with you. If when you mad, I'm mad. When you hurt, I'm hurt, you know, but I can't be the punching bag. Like, it's me and you against the world, not you against me and the world. And sometimes I really, really have to um, emphasize that with him. But we're learning, we're learning and we're growing and it's just amazing how God works. It's amazing how timing works. It's just amazing how things just happen the way they're supposed to happen when they're supposed to happen. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I love this man. The day that we we said these vows, I took them very, very seriously. In my eyes, regardless of what paperwork has not been signed due to COVID and all these other type of obstacles, I have always felt like from that day that this was my husband. And now that we have had ups and downs and obstacles and different things to happen, It has made me realize that God's timing is so perfect because we got so much work to do. We have so much learning and growing to do of each other that it scares me sometimes that I don't want to see my life without him. It scares me sometimes because I love him so much and the love between me and him is just so amazing that it would almost be a waste that we got this far. And the timing and the understanding of all of that now, it has made me realize that I'm actually glad that we never really signed anything because we got work to do. I understand why people go to marriage counseling before they even get married. Because there is real work that has to be done before you take that major, major step. And the person that I said those vows to is not the same person that I'm with now. And it's not in a negative way. It's actually in a great way. But that comes from a lot of growth. That comes from a lot of hard Ache and growth sometimes. That comes from a lot of painful conversations. That comes from a lot of, um, hard conversations, confusing conversations, emotional conversations. So I am actually glad that we did not. And I feel like that is something that I really want us to really do when he comes home. I feel like we need to do all of the work. And take all of the necessary steps to continue this love, continue getting closer, continue this bond, continue learning, and continue continuing to grow, and when he comes home, I would rather take that step then, and I'm grateful for time, I'm grateful for time, I'm grateful for knowledge, and I'm just grateful for patience because I understand it now, I really, really understand it now. Um, it was a honeymoon phase. It was a rush because we we're hands down want to spend the rest of our life with each other. But we got work to do. We have a lot, a lot of work to do, and that's what we're doing now. And I actually don't even feel bad. At first I was kind of in my feelings, like, dang, like, you know, what do we do? You know, but now I feel stronger and confident in saying, okay, all of this happened for a reason. It just wasn't time. It wasn't time. We need time. And we have the opportunity more than anything with time to grow this love, to make this love right, um, to learn each other more. And then when he comes home, we can take that next step. It makes more sense to me this way. And I am grateful that I was afforded the opportunity to be able to do it because a lot of people, I have seen a, at least 10 couples that got married around the same time um, during COVID and they're not together now. And I mean free and incarcerated. So I am grateful. I feel more confident in it now, um, confident in it now. That I can honestly say, we're not ready, (laughs) we're not actually ready, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like I said, when I said my vows to him, I meant what I said in my eyes. This is my husband, you know. Um, but on paper, we got things we got to take care of first, even outside of that part. We got. We have to establish a lot of more serious things, even when it comes to business, even when it comes to um, trust, and 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 how how we're we gonna live our life, and how are we gonna make sure our families are are okay? How are we gonna intertwine these things? Hell at the rate I'm going, I might need to I need I might need for him to sign a prenup because I got so many brands, so many businesses, my hands is in so many different things. Like my mind was not on any of that. So we're not ready. We're not ready. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the love is still growing. The love hasn't changed, it's gotten stronger. Yes, we do have our ups and downs a lot um we are cut from two different cloths we come from two different walks of life relationships for me have not been the same for him it becomes uh frustrating at times but we're growing and the choice that we made to grow together is really all that really matters to me um so that's how we are moving forward um what else did I want to talk about oh my god guys so I have been talking about, you know, doing visual with the podcast, and I've been doing a lot of research. I've been doing a lot of homework. I'm constantly looking at other podcasts. I... I studied podcasts before I even started mine, you know? So I'm paying attention to so much stuff and I'm sitting here like, I am so comfortable and just sitting in my room sometimes recording. I'm comfortable going into my little home studio and recording, but guess what? I can look any kind of way I want to. I cannot comb my hair. I can have on a radius t-shirt and nobody will know. Now, when it's time for me to do my little cute little, vlog videos all of six minutes at the most you know I can throw my hair in a little cute little ponytail you know put some stuff together and that is that but let me tell you I've been looking at some of these podcasts where they shoot where they uh record live or just pre-record and I'm like oh my god! so you mean to tell me I gotta get my hair done get my makeup done put on some real clothes and it's a job It's a job. It is a job doing a podcast. Let me just tell you future podcasters out there. It is a job doing this. You have to really sit here and do your segments, get your ideas together, putting them down on paper. You have to do your whole entire show treatment. You have to figure out what you're going to add in, what you're going to take away, what you're going to edit. It is a job. And then you add on to making sure that you look presentable when it's time to record on top of all the things that you the lighting it is so much that goes into this i'm ready i'm ready but i just really start thinking today like oh no this is a job job um and that's why so many people when they podcast it turns into a great a great career um Especially doing something that you love, but you have to be very dedicated and disciplined to do it. And I'm telling you, this is my third season. My first season, I was on it, on it, on it, on it. Then life started in Second season, relationships started hitting some plateaus, some peaks and some valleys. I had to figure out how to still record through the drama, record through, you know, the sad days, record through the days where I'm confused, record through the days where I didn't even know if me and this man was still going to be together. But here I am talking about this amazing love story. So it is a lot that goes with it. Um, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. But oh my goodness, today, after I looked at a few different podcasts, I was like, oh no, they coming to the table, hair, makeup, you know, looking presentable. And I record nobody can see what I'm looking like like right now if you saw what I look like a hot ass mess and I'm okay with that I'm cute (laughs) I'm still cute but I'm a hot ass mess but you guys don't see that but I'm looking forward to it um I'm still trying to get the aesthetics together on you know my backdrop and things like that you know because I am I take this very seriously like I want this to be as professional as possible, even if, you know, I don't have the major sponsors and things like that, you know, I'm funding everything, um, I have, you know, I have my business, my silent business partner, and things like that. So, it's it's, it's things that are happening, things that are being um, done, but... It's going to look good on my dime. I don't care. It's going to look like a million dollar show. Even if I don't have the million dollar backing, I will still make sure to make it look good. That's who I am. I cannot do anything half ass I refuse. It's a part of my legacy. You know, I can't do that. Like the audacity of myself, like I have a reputation to uphold. (laughs) That's how I have to tell myself, you have to do this and you have to go for it 100%. So that was on my mind. I just had to express that to you guys. Um, And that's all that I have, guys. Just what does love look like to you guys? What does it look like to you guys? Especially when you are in a relationship with someone incarcerated. Like, what does love look like? Is it just a full, unconditional love? Um, Is it the love sometimes where regardless of how hard it gets you know how mad you get is it the forgiving love like how does love look for you guys and that is my question of the day that is my question of the day I thank you guys so much for tuning in um on his update I said I was gonna merge the two he's doing good he's doing great he just called me a minute ago I was in the middle of recording I had to stop um but he's doing okay. We're doing okay. We're working it out. We're talking it out. Um he's just going through a man moment. He's going through his moment of just figuring out what his life is going to look like when he comes home. And just the struggle of that, it's a battle, you know, it's a battle. It's the little devil on the left and the angel on the right, you know, trying to figure some things out. But outside of that, he's taking tests. He's doing good on his tests. He's passing them with five flying colors. This man is so excited when he passed these tests. Um, He's still working and... Things are really, really looking up for him. Father's Day is coming. You know, he's been able to see his kids. I'm very supportive and happy for that, no matter what, hands down. And I mean, as I always say, thank you guys so much for keeping him in your prayers. Thank you so much for keeping him uplifted. I appreciate it. He appreciates it, appreciates it. We appreciate it. And that is all that I have for the topic of the day, guys. Thank you again for tuning in to episode 12 of season three. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum, guys, and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit CleanRituals.com and start your healthy skin care now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. They say behind every man there is a great woman, or in some cases, a crazy strong woman. These stories are about the women behind their incarcerated men. Some you may know, some you may not. This is her story. Her story is about Sherelle Griner. Sherelle Griner is the wife of WNBA player and gold medalist Brittany Griner. Brittany is said to be one of the best players in the WNBA. But this isn't about the two-time gold medalist, whom is named one of the 100 most influential people in the world, 2023, by Time magazine. This is about Sherelle Greiner, the woman behind Britney. Sherelle Greiner was born July 1st, 1992, raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. The athlete and the teacher met as undergraduates at Baylor University in Texas while Brittany was making a name for herself as one of the best college basketball players of all time. They didn't start dating until years later after the athlete split from her first wife, Glory Johnson. Quote, I will never forget the day I met you at Baylor in the sub area. Brittany wrote via Instagram June 2020. You tapped me on my shoulder and told me I took your milkshake, and I was immediately blown away at your beauty. You had no idea, but I knew you were the one for me. You stuck by my side at the lowest and at the highest. End quote. The Phoenix Mercy Mercury Center proposed to Sherelle in August 2018, and the duo tied the knot nearly one year later. In 2022, the couple became the subject of international news when the basketball star was detained in Russia on drug charges. Brittany was in the country playing for the EuroLeague team, UMCC, during the WNBA offseason. By the time the news broke in the United States in March 2022, Brittany had already been detained for two weeks. Officials were initially worried that an aggressive response could hurt her chances of a safe return amid Russia's conflict with Ukraine. But in May 2022, the U.S. Department said that Russia had, quote, wrongfully detained the Texas native. Sherelle, for the most part, supported her wife from afar, sharing videos on social media of Britney's time on the court. Quote, Thank you to everyone who has reached out to me regarding my wife's safe return from Russia, end quote. She wrote via Instagram in March 2022. Quote, your prayers and support are greatly appreciated. I love my wife wholeheartedly, so this message comes during one of the weakest moments of my life, end quote. In December 2022, Sherelle was a beaming sight at the White House as President Joe Biden announced that her wife had been released from Russian custody. In June 2020, Brittany marked the pair's one-year wedding anniversary with a gushing Instagram tribute to her wife. Quote, Your love never wavered with me at any point. If anything, it grew, and you have showed me how to love and how to be loved, she wrote. Quote, You over the years have also showed me what what it takes to really have a relationship that takes sacrifices, compassion, understanding, and communication. I have to give you credit where credit is due. You have opened my eyes to see me for who I truly am, end quote. Throughout the relationship, you can find the couple expressing their love for one another via Instagram. Brittany, you will find, is never at a loss for words when it comes to her wife. Since her arrest and freedom, Britney's wife, Sherelle, has been a vocal advocate for Brittany and by her side at nearly every public appearance. In fact, during the recent press conference, Britney asked for a round of applause for Sherelle. Quote, I couldn't have did it without her, Britney said during the conference. She had the hardest job, honestly, end quote. But this isn't about the six foot nine first draft round pick Brittany Griner. This is about the woman that stayed down with her woman while she was facing nine years behind Russian prison walls. Sherelle Griner, wife, teacher, activist, influencer, recent graduate of North Carolina University of Law, a strong woman who never gave up on hope and faith for the release and freedom of of her wife. I know I'm always asking you guys to sign up and become a Patreon. Well, for my next five new Patreons, I'll be giving away a few gifts. Now, this is kind of like playing roulette, you never know where the ball is going to land. So, take a spin for a chance to win a clean rituals bundle, which includes the essential essence and the complete serum, a $20 Starbucks gift card, or an Amazon discount up to 80% off. 80% off, guys, off any eligible products, which includes electronics and home and audio, kitchen and dining, beauty and grooming, patio, lawn, and garden care. Now, once you become a Patreon, you'll get a personal message from me detailing what you won and how to retrieve your winnings. Let's gamble. Now back to the show. Okay, guys, so today on a serious note, this is where... We create a discussion where we as a community come together, we answer questions, we give advice, we communicate back and forth, we interact with each other. If this is the first time that you're listening and you're trying to figure out how to go about doing this, if you have the Spotify platform, at the end of the episode, you will see where there are questions and there are polls. You can comment on the questions, you can do the poll answers, yes, no, maybe, so um however many choices that there are, you can actually um communicate with the topics of the day, the discussions and different things like that. This is where we interact. This is where, again, we as a community, we help each other out. You know, it might be questions that I ask. It might be advice that I put up there. You guys might have some advice you want to share or some experiences. But I now am leaning to you guys. I'm leaning to you guys to interact, to help me help others or just help me. Or maybe you just need me to help you. So, Now, on a serious note, this is what we will start doing. I am so excited and eager to hear from you guys shout out to everybody who participated in the poll last week and answering the question um on a serious note was i think it was two questions on a serious note last week i appreciate you guys so much hopefully this will get this momentum picked up and and we can start having some discussions and you know you guys start answering some questions or asking some questions again it's at the bottom of the episodes on the spotify app um, and you can still always email your questions to me at Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Let's have some dialogue, guys. Let's have some productive, some productive and positive dialogue. So today, on a serious note, this is my question. Is it a part of having a healthy relationship include taking a break? I said that wrong is a part of having a healthy relationship include taking breaks and how does that affect your prison relationship so for me i used to be very afraid to take breaks within my relationship because it's already hard enough being in a relationship with someone incarcerated Taking a break looks like no communication. Taking a break looks like no visitation. Those are the main sources, um of interaction and communication that we have with our spot with our spouses I used to be so afraid of that and now sometimes it's needed I am learning that it's needed it doesn't mean that we don't have to communicate it doesn't mean that we don't have to see each other my break our breaks are taking a break from what's heavy taking a break from what's heavy good morning i love you good night i love you how you doing today how was your day today um that is taking a break for us that is a take that is taking a break for us for someone who is in a prison relationship well for us to me that is a healthy way of taking it because you don't want to just cut off the communication that you do have it's very limited for us so you don't want to do that um And then of course, you know, you will have some insecurities that kick in for both male, for both the male and the female, no matter who's incarcerated or not. The insecurity will kick in as to, okay, well, who are they talking to? Well, if they're not talking to me, who are they talking to? If they're not, if I'm not visiting them, then who is visiting? Like those things will play a part in it. So it's very hard to just, Cut it off cold turkey and say, hey, I'm going to just take a break and just not talk. We need the communication in these relationships. That is all that we have. So taking a break for myself and my relationship and what has worked for us is to just remove ourselves from what's heavy, to push those conversations to the side for a minute, address them, say what we need to say, but pull back from it try to reassure each other, try to stay in a positive um, by moving forward with positive affirmations and conversations. Like I said, good morning. How are you? I love you. I just want to tell you I love you today. Just simple, very simple, very to the point, very loving and expressive. But that is how we take a break. So what is taking a break? look like for you and your prison relationship and is it important is it healthy for you because it does get heavy these are not the typical relationships they are not in some kind of way we have to find some kind of balance so that is my question my two questions for on a serious note again i hope you guys interact with me we are a community we must be here for each other we must be here to help each other on this journey that we are on um it is not traveled by many people who will understand so i am hoping you guys um comment check the poll if you have any questions ask the questions let's stick together on this and that is all that I have for On A Serious Note, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Again, if you have the Spotify platform, you can find a poll under the Spotify. That's the only way you're going to see the poll, guys. Um, I will also start adding them onto my blog site as well. So be looking for that. Um, that will pro- I'll probably start that next week. But again, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. This is episode 12 of season three. Now it's time to jump into our shout outs. Today, I just want to shout out all of my new subscribers. I want to shout out everyone that has sent me so many wonderful, um, inspiring messages this week. Definitely, I want to give a shout out to my new fan. That's what she said, guys. She said she was my new fan. But thank you um, for my new fan and my new listener, Jody. I appreciate the wonderful, wonderful, um, heartfelt message that you sent me. And a major, major shout out to all of you out there that are living your life to the fullest on purpose and still holding down your incarcerated loved one. Shout out to all of you. I mean, you guys are doing it. You guys are don't even understand the difference that you're making in someone's life by being there for that person, continuing to love on that person and support that person. Sometimes you are the best thing of their day. And I just want to send a shout out to all of you and tell you to continue on doing what you do. I appreciate you. I'm sure that your loved ones appreciate you. And that is all that I have for my shout out. Seriously, shout out to every new listener, every new subscriber, everybody that is really, really loving this podcast. I appreciate all the wonderful feedback. Please, please, please keep it going. Thank you guys again so much. Moi. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, Postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back to school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404 543 8688. Now back to the show. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast twitter is wetlock chronicles youtube wetlock chronicles podcast for merch make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com and for my personal blog wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog my personal instagram and tiktok rashida the brand and my instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand quick update guys do not forget about the seven day free trial on patreon um if you want to become a patreon member here's your chance now you have seven days to check out all of the content on patreon after that it will be five dollars a month there is a forty dollar a month tier membership but that membership includes free merch every three months Um, along with exclusive content and access to a lot more. Now, with the $5 membership, you get exclusive content the recipe for the cocktail of the day, all of the links to all of the articles that I use sometimes in her story or sometimes on a serious note. You get more exclusive content. A lot of my vlogging is on there, links to my YouTube channel with um, subscribe subscribers content as well. So the $5 membership gets you in. You are completely locked into everything. The $40 membership just gets you a little bit more including free merch every three months. And when I say free merch, I mean free merch. T-shirts, hats, inks, pens, tote bags, hoodies, slippers, robes, everything that is on the wetlockchroniclespodcast.com store, you get, and more. So don't forget, guys, check it out. Seven-day free trial for um, Patreon. I am almost at six point five thousand plays guys thank you thank you thank you so much for all of you that continue to listen and continue to spread the word about this podcast I am working on some new merch. I have some wonderful ideas in store. Bear with me. Summertime is... It's summertime here, almost here. But I have some new things approaching for summer and fall. So just bear with me. I am also working on some new sponsors as well. Wish me luck. Keep your fingers crossed. I am actually putting my feet to the pavement and making these things happen. I am reaching out to a couple of brands and businesses that I 100% fully support and I am asking for that support back. I feel like it would be very lucrative for them. I think I have some amazing listeners and subscribers, so I think I can pull this off. So keep your fingers crossed, guys. Um, If you would like to donate or support this podcast, you can cash out Wetlock Chronicles. Also, I have a new contact email. The new email is Rashida at wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. You can email me. You will get um, a response back within maybe one to two days, hopefully. I am trying to cut back from my personal... um, DMs being used you can still contact me on Wetlock um, podcast at gmail.com but I am going to be honest sometimes I don't get to my emails as much maybe once a week because I have 18 email addresses and sometimes it's in the thousands of emails and I do not have time to filter through all of them The easiest way to contact me, it goes straight to my websites and I will get it immediately. I will try my best to respond. I think I do a good job at responding now. But again, the new email is Rashida at wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. And that is all that I have on the updates, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Wet Lock Chronicles podcast. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I say it all the time, and I will continue. Thank you so much. It's been a fight.
0: Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Catch with flying colors every test. Fuck, they imply. Black there for the long. You know we picture perfect. Uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what would they be talking about, not knowing what I am about. Sunset, save the moon with you, ain't trying to find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine, beloved. Since when we begin, it feel like you really make a It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Patch with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. First impression and I can't lie Patch with flying colors, every test what they implies Locked in for the long run, nobody's ever alive If you wanna run, just tell me nobody. Bunny and hey.
1: What's
0: up, baby?
1: I love you